Okay, this is a great edition of Hunkering Down with Peter Schorsch. One of my besties is coming on, one of the people that I enjoy talking with the most, Alia Faraj Johnson, um, uh, who is, I guess, about, what, six months into hanging out your own shingle right yeah, now? I, I would say about six or seven months. Well, welcome to, uh, welcome to the pod. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Peter. It's, uh, you know, just very, very different times and lots of interesting things happening across the nation. And it's, you know, we were all trying to find a new way to navigate through this new world. Okay, so just give the audience, um, name your firm, what you do real quick so they know who you are, what you've been up to. Sure. So this is Alia Faraj Johnson with Alia Strategic Group. I'm a public affairs and crisis communications firm based here in Tallahassee, and um, I'm very privileged to be working with um, several uh, clients who actually have a very important role in the uh, COVID response and are doing their best to support the state and uh, other states across the nation. All right, but the reason why I wanted to talk to you is you're also one of my favorite people to talk to about family, about the process, um, and a little bit, and I, I don't want to embarrass you when I say this, you are, you and I and Michelle and Rob are a little bit alike because we both are, you know, both couples in the process uh, at different levels. We have, you know, a, an only child who we, you know, I, I don't want to say spoil because uh, I think that I don't even know if that's possible, but that we devote a lot of attention to um, and that we're, I don't know, are we, I, I hate that term helicopter parents because I've never, and I don't even use it, but we're just very involved sets of parents, right? Okay. I mean, is that, am I setting the table the right way? That sums me up perfectly. And yeah, <laughs> I, I dote on Peyton and I know Rob does as well, but yes, I have been accused of being a helicopter parent. In fact, Frank Marinick, who's... <laughs> So we're just gonna we're just gonna call him out right now. Gonna call him out constantly, like brings up this this you know this chopper sound anytime I make a decision and I can hear it in the background. I, it's like Frank, I am gonna make the decision that is best for my child. So thank you for your input. But he's you know to Frank's credit, he's pretty hands on too. So yeah. I don't know. I mean that's pop. I mean again, he's probably he's not as I don't know. Like, I just, I don't want Ella, like, out of, like, arm's distance. Well, that, see, that's the thing. If, you know, Peyton wants to, you know, to skydive, Frank's like, you should let her do it. And I am like, <laughs> a child is a daredevil. Drag racing. Or drag racing. She just jumped in to say, or drag racing. She has a go-kart and she zips it around the neighborhood. And I'm obviously a little worried and I want her to check in with me. So... Well, and like, as you're saying, go-kart, like Ella's thing right now is this scooter that she's taking around. And it's like, you know, they just, you know, all it takes is one time, you know? And so we, we, we're going to protect our little, our little princesses, but then, you know, we do realize, and I think like Ella on the horse right now, that's her thing. Like just as Peyton has the golfing. It's amazing. Uh, I've been watching her and I love all of the posts and it's amazing to see how she has just bonded with her horse. And I feel it's it's the same for me when Peyton is out on the golf course with, 
either Rob and me or just with Rob. It's, it's, it's almost as though she belongs there. And, and right now it's probably one of the best things we can do because we are practicing social distancing like everybody else is. And being out on the golf course is the perfect place to do it. Uh, we are both lucky that our children's main activity is one that falls perfectly in the, the CDC guidelines right now. Like, it, like I think about all the kids who, you know, the little gymnasts in the world, they're having to stay at home and, and do exercises in their door frames and things like that. So um, whereas our kids get to, they can, Hey, you want to go golf some more? That's great. You know what? what I mean, like Ella's, riding the horse right now more than she ever gets to because and that's uh, what she's, we're doing. she's getting a lot of practice in um you know we are being very careful when we go out to the golf course um and you know she understands the seriousness of this she does have a wonderful um small group of friends and what they've been doing every morning and every afternoon is riding bikes together they'll just ride around the lake here at southwood and they immediately come home and they separate after that. And I think it's just sort of kept them healthy, you know, and and allow them to, to spend some time together. Um, you bring up Frank. We did a thing and you bring up Southwood. We did a a, um, a Zoom happy hour with them for a few minutes on Saturday night. And we got to see the big lake that they overlook over there. And Beautiful. Southwood, Southwood is one of those communities that's like it's literally built to not social distance. I mean, you're, it's, it's, it's built so that there's porches and people are supposed to come up there and say hi to each other. And it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know it's, I, I, I don't know how else to say it other than it's sad when Southwood is not at its full jovial, everybody going down to that, you know, kind of that, uh, you know, like the shopping thing in the middle of, of the, uh, That's development. Perfect. Like it's, yeah, we, we actually, um, you know, our homeowners association has been very careful. They, they shut down the park, so they've roped it off. So the kids don't have access to the, the, the place where uh, place at the swings, et cetera, the slide. Um, so people are still able to access the walking paths, the nature trails. And you'll find that a lot of people in Southwood are banding together, but at a distance. For example, we took a walk yesterday and Peyton was riding her bike and somebody had used chalk to tell us to look up at the tree because there was an owl's nest. Oh, wow. We looked up. I, I actually would have missed it because I was on the phone for work, but Rob pointed down at the ground and I looked up and we saw these two baby owls just peering at us. So you will find that a lot of people in our community are looking for creative ways to engage without grouping together and I find that to be really just heartwarming and it just it's just been a lot of it's just been great you know how is how is work going right now like I've talked with some public affairs people no all of the public affairs people that I've talked to are super busy because every one of their clients is trying to get a message out about how are you doing with that very busy as well um I represent the certified registered nurse anesthetists, and they will likely be playing a very important role in taking care of COVID patients because they are highly trained um, to deal with the respiratory system, which is, you know, a major 
you know, problem or a part of this, this disease. So they are very busy. They are working hard. I mean, they're in the healthcare system. And we have some other clients that are also making the time to message their clients right. and keep them updated on actions taken by the governor, which are very important because every time he issues an executive order, we need to make sure that we spread that message far and wide so that organizations and companies comply with the orders and communities. So it's, um, you know, very, very challenging times, but, you know, we get a lot of updates, many updates, and, you know, I continue to tune in to Facebook, to your, to your site, um, you know, the CDC, the, uh, the governor's website, and we'll continue to do so. It's the way you, we get news. One of your big client, or one of your, um, you know, highest profile clients is the Republican Party of Florida. And through that extension, you know, the, the head of the Republican Party is, of course, uh, Ron DeSantis. Right. Um, on a scale of A or A, what grade would you give him right now in terms of response to I the... Give, uh, I will give him an A+. Plus. I think that he has worked tirelessly. I don't think he has taken even a minute off. He has crisscrossed the state. He continues to stand at news events. He is updating the public and his entire team is obviously working overtime. I remember what it was like on the inside when I worked for Governor Bush, you know, as part of the executive branch team. And during hurricanes or, you know, what, what we with them thought were really bad emergencies. And it can take its toll on you mentally and physically. But he has been remarkable and steadfast. Um, when does campaigning get to start again? That is a good question, Peter. I think that right now, and appropriately so, everybody is focused and working together. We're Americans first. Um on, on trying to address the challenges we're all facing. We want to make sure that our economy stays strong so that, you know, at the right time, we can just get back into life as, as we know it. And right now the main priority is taking care of those, you know, Floridians who are sick and who need help and need medication the healthcare workers, and I have to say kudos to all the private companies who have stepped up. I, I mean, we just, I, we can't thank them enough. Like, I can't thank my publics enough for continuing to operate and make sure that we have, you know, food and water and everything that we need. Um, I think about, all right, so I have a few questions that I ask everybody, but let me, this is sort of along those lines. Um, like, how much do you miss a Disney cruise right now? Uh, and like I, I can't, you know, we have so much Disney cruise, like, like not a lot. We have, we have some nice mementos. Like we got some artwork framed and things like that. And I look up on the wall and I'm like, God, I'm never going to take that for granted again. The ability to just go over and in two hours be on a Disney cruise, which is what the entire world wants to do. And like, you know, we were starting to move through them so quickly and we were doing the three day and we we're like, oh, we're not going to get off. We're just going to. And now I'm like, God, if there's anything I could do right now, um, it would be on Castaway Key uh, if I if I had my brothers. It is the most peaceful place. It, it It's my favorite place to be. 
And you're right, I miss the Disney cruises. Um, we would just, you know, plan two a year and we were packing up and we knew how to pack, you know, after taking yeah. so many things, you know how to pack light. You, you know, you end up always overpacking, but we got it down and it's just so much fun and it's fun for the kids. And, you know, we're, we're all there, the camaraderie, the friends that we traveled with, but I would give anything to kind of go back to those days. Trust me. When was your, and um, when was your family's last normal day and what did you do? I think that was, that was my backup phone. It wasn't, <laughs> That was not me setting music to it. It was just the... Like, wow, that was pretty powerful. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything that huge, but um, I, I really, I, I think school was out on March the 13th. Wasn't it the last day of session as well? So signy die. That was the day I picked Peyton up from spring, for, you know, from the last day of school and it was going to be spring break. And... That was pretty much it. I think we had some friends over. They swam in the pool that next day. We we had fun, and then everything just changed. And I think that Sunday, everything changed. Got it. Um, when did coronavirus get real for you? Like Now, that may not be just that day, like what you're talking about, but was there something that you read or you saw where you're like, you know what, Rob? This is going to be a little bit more serious than, I, and, than you think. And and I mean this in all seriousness, because this is kind of like how we had set up our spring break. We were going to the players and we were okay. really excited. We were going to get up that Saturday morning and head over to Ponte Vedra and just enjoy being outdoors and watching the golfers. I was a little worried. And I told Rob, I said, Rob, look, I'm really, really worried about this. I think we need to consider not going. And you should have seen the look on his face. Okay. And lo and behold, the players made an announcement and they suspended all the spectators. And then shortly after that, they just suspended play. And that's when I knew that it was real. And had a bunch of golf tournaments scheduled the following week. So it was like on either week of spring break and those got canceled. And so I found myself canceling hotels. You know, that was pretty much it. And that's when I knew this was pretty real. And when the hotels were not charging us any penalties for canceling our rooms. I thought the hotels, um, and I don't know what their alternative could have been. Maybe they just incur the PR wrath, but the way the hotels and the travel agencies and the, just the whole aspect of the tourism industry did kind of let people out from underneath all of that stuff. They didn't do the, um, all right, no, you have to rebook within 90 days or, you know, you know, they, they gave cash back instead of, instead of credit, quite honestly, it was, um, it was kind of remarkable that they did that. It, it was just incredible. I mean, I had that experience during the hurricanes um, when we were a little concerned here in Florida or here in Tallahassee, actually, when we were in the path and then we traveled to Pensacola and, you know, we had to make changes and they were so accommodating and it was pretty much the same way, you know, in, in light of this emergency across the nation or the pandemic. And they've been wonderful. And I know they're overwhelmed and their families and they're taking care of parents, but they they're they're making it right. And I think that's just so impressive. I know that there are horror stories out there. I know that a lot of people have done stupid things and, and they 
get appropriately made fun of. But I will say, as someone who consumes the news and probably reads 100,000 to 200,000 words of news per day, I don't remember it being as tilted towards people acting benevolently as as this situation. There are more stories. It, it, it's not just anecdotal. It isn't just, oh, did you hear about the one guy in Iowa that let the other person into the store before him? It is, I feel it. I see it. Yeah. Uh, I hear it from everybody. I see it on social media. I see people that act the, the wrong way are quickly shamed and and reminded not to do what they're doing. Now, this has nothing to do with the people on the social distancing. Those people are just those people are idiots. But I will say, by and large, the people that they're they're not hoarding, uh, that people are worried and scared, and yet they are still they are doing the the neighborhood um, parades for the kids, and the yeah. teachers are acting. Uh, you know, nobody's walking off the job. Nobody's quitting. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. I get. I've been getting goosebumps just listening to you. You know, tick off the different. You know, just how wonderful some of the coverage has been. And, you know, I think that the most important thing we can do is to continue to check on neighbors, like elderly neighbors from a distance that are isolated and, you know, probably are too scared to go out and get their groceries. I know that, you know, just recently, um, as the Republican Party of Florida was making calls, um, they happened to call an elderly lady in her 80s and her husband was even older, a retired veteran. And she was too scared to leave her house to get groceries and she had no food. So um, the field worker went to the store and bought food and placed it on her doorstep. Okay, and that just, you know, it just makes me tear up and that was a Seminole County story. And it just, uh, you know, it just, it's so powerful. Okay, uh, let's end on some more positive news then. What are you doing? What is Rob doing to get by? How are you hunkering down? Are you watching something good on Netflix or Hulu or something like that? Give me give me a couple recommendations for the audience. Rob is watching the old episodes of Magnum. So every time I walk into our room after I'm done reading to Peyton, he's watching Magnum PI with Tom Selleck. So it's wow. Like, hey, so that's what Rob's doing. That's incredible. I have not, I would never have expected that recommendation from anybody, but Magnum PI, that is what, what, what uh, service is he watching those on? Rob, what are you watching them on? Prime. Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh man, that is, that is, I'm going to have to go back and check that out. I might check out Chips. Chips was my 80s show. Oh, Chips was my favorite too. I loved Eric Estrada and I can't, yeah. All right. And what a great recommendation from Rob, way out of left field. That's from Rob Johnson. I am watching a, a series that, I, thankfully, there are like six seasons, so I'm just catching up. And I, I hate to say this, like, you know, as on a, on a podcast, but it's Shit's Creek, and it is hilarious. It is on Netflix. And it that is, is so hilarious. funny you say that. Michelle and I just started that one last night. We're, we are three episodes in. And we started laughing more and more as it went. Like, you realize they this this is not Arrested Development where they're trying to be. Uh, I don't know where it's like kind of insidery. Like you're just going to watch them go through crap. And Chris Elliott is just 
killing it. Oh my gosh, uh, hilarious. He is so obnoxious, but I love so David. obnoxious. I love David. His character and his facial expressions are phenomenal. All right, we're going to stick with that then. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, well, from the Shorch clan to the Johnson clan, we wish you the best. We hope to see you soon. We're going to have to Disney cruise to get, I mean, like, we're going to have to do like 25 deep Disney cruise uh, at this point because I just, I can't even, like, I don't know if the world knows the pent up energy that's going to explode that first week when they tell us, okay, you guys can go back to kind of normal and the, and you know, gonna... that will be when the economy recovers and rebounds. And I and I want to make sure that, you know, we keep all our little small restaurants and mom and pop stores in business. And so we're, we're trying to do our part as well. You keep doing that. We appreciate it. We love you guys. And um, we'll talk to you soon. We'll be cruising soon. Bye. Bye.